Hood of Vibes! Welcome to an emergency episode <laughs> of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. And you know 2K24 is the best place to make trades and see how players will fit on different teams, but we've got a real-life trade that's just happened. Myself, Mamunsi, alongside me is always the three-time NBA champion, BJ Armstrong, but also the former New York Knicks general manager, Mr. Scott Perry in the house to discuss oh, wow. a huge deal that's oh, just gone wow. down in the NBA. Scott's very own New York Knicks have finally made the move. Bear in mind, Scott, I think a few weeks ago when you were on the show, I asked for your opinion when I gave you my idea for an OG Ananobi trade to the New York Knicks. And it's happened. So maybe my, my GM skills are sharpening it's, just a little bit here or there. Really? <laughs> um, first of all, it's fascinating that the New York Knicks are currently suing the Toronto Raptors um yeah. for one of their staff members <laughs> exactly, information yeah. mo why are you going there mo? Why just, are you going i'm there? just telling the people the information okay. so they're currently okay. in a court battle but they are still making trades with each other um so for the full context of the trade og ananobi precious chua and malachi flynn are headed to the big apple new york city and in return rj barrett the canadian making his homecoming along with emmanuel quickly and a second round pick via the Detroit Pistons, who we're going to talk about on Monday's episode. Oh, you guys want to hear that because these two are Detroit natives. <laughs> it gets a little spicy. But we're talking about this trade right now. That's the deal. Scott, right off the bat, I need to get your first instant live reaction. Well, Mo, when you make a trade in this league, you obviously want to leave the table feeling pretty good about it. And I think in this scenario. I think both teams are going to leave the table feeling good about the trade that was made. First, from the Knicks standpoint, they get a, a small forward size. You've heard me say uh, early in the year, and you know I'm a real big fan of R.J. Barrett, but I always thought he would be better at the two-guard position. And he was. They've been playing him at the three and even some backup four. O.G. brings more size to that position, and he brings a better defensive component. And he's a guy that, in terms of just catching and shooting and spotting up, will fit well with Julius Randle and, and Jalen Brunson, who are more do ball-dominant players. And then also look for, like, kind of the, the silent part of the deal from the Knicks part. This Precious Achua that they picked up, who obviously won't be talked a, a lot about in the deal, but I think he can be very helpful to this team. He brings some size, aggression on the front line, the physicality that will fit the New York uh, style of play, some some depth there with Mitchell Robinson being out now. Mm -hmm. And I watched New York last night play Julius Randle a little bit at the five. You could play those two guys together. Um, yeah, because Precious can space the floor. He, he knocks out a space the floor. Exactly, exactly. So you add a little more size to your second unit. And again, uh, and, and and some skill with him and level of physicality, again, that fits on how this team wants to play. Um, and the Malachi Flynn is, is a, 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 you know, a solid pro, but I don't know that he will crack the rotation much there in New York unless there's an injury. On the Toronto side, you know, and if you're beside your jury, you're feeling good, you're bringing R.J. Barrett back, who's been a, a very successful NBA player, He's local. He's from there. So he's going to be a, a big draw in your building. You know, he's going to be happy to be playing there and representing his hometown uh, Raptors. And they know they're getting a guy that's going to show up, compete each and every night. 
And I think he'll he'll get a chance to grow there and be a nice compliment to a guy like Scotty Barnes. And then picking up Emmanuel quickly, I think it's it's huge for them. Uh, it sends a signal to to me that uh, they they probably going to be interested in resigning him since you know uh, Emmanuel is a restricted free agent this summer. Uh, he's proven already in his short time in the league. He's one of the best in the league at coming off the bench and and scoring a lot of points in a hurry. Uh, I don't know if they want to if they're going to continue having him in that role or are they going to look to him even in some a, a starting capacity. I mean that's something they'll figure out there because when he did start in New York, he produced and he produced well and helped uh, the Knicks win ball games. So. I really like the two that they picked up, and I think they fit into how Toronto wants to play. Again, they're another team that wants to play hard, compete uh, at a high level. So walking away from this trade, I think both teams have to feel pretty good, and they pick up uh, a second-round pick, I believe, which is uh, Detroit's second, which will be obviously a very good pick um, in this upcoming draft. So you got to be feeling pretty good if you're Toronto. And and obviously they made the determination that it, it was time to move on from OG. So uh, now the fun starts. Yeah. When you start playing the games and, and see, and the fun and see what I'm saying, does it work for both sides or does it lean one way or the other? We're going to see uh, in the, in the days, weeks and months ahead. Uh, it's looking to me like a win-win, obviously without seeing them play a single game, but BJ, what was your yeah. instant reaction to this trade? Well, my, my instant reaction is, is when I saw the trade, I said, okay, wait, if wait, I looked wait, at the wait, roster. Wait, 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 wait. Can, I, can I tell the people, BJ's instant reaction is, Mo, how are you seeing all of this? And I had to explain to BJ, Twitter is, is where you can see the news because we all know here, <laughs> BJ's technophobic. He don't like the technology. Yeah, I, no, that was, I, I, that I, was I, BJ's I, instant reaction when I called him and said, just trade an OG. I want to focus in. I like to focus in, you know, as you guys say, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Yeah, you yeah. Know so, I mean? so know your instant reaction once you found out the details, your, your reaction okay. to that. <laughs> so, again, when I first heard it, I said, okay, what does this do to your 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 the your team dynamic because you know your your team takes on a personality and when i heard it from the knicks my instant reaction was oh this is going to put more workload on jalen brunson because emmanuel quickly at certain points not only during the regular season but in the playoffs he really at any given moment he could carry a quarter he could carry a half he could carry a game. And when you say Jalen Brunson as your primary ball handler, quickly has evolved into a very reliable ball handler and plays downhill in his own specific way. And what I really loved about him quickly, and I loved watching him, is he, he knows how to play off of the primary scores. And he's done that consistently there in New York off of Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. So I thought, okay, Jalen Brunson now, with the absence of quickly, that's going to increase his workload. Because I don't see another player on their roster as a guard who could play downhill in that capacity with that level of speed and quickness. That was my that was my immediate reaction. Because Scott and I, we discuss this all the time. Mo hears me say this all the time. I... 
I got to take advantage of the way the game is played and the rules of the game. And you got to play downhill. So when they lost quickly, I said, oh, wow, who else on the roster can do that other than Brunson? Okay, so that was my immediate reaction. Second, I, I, I always prefer players who can play in multiple positions. And Scott was there during the time. People forget, R.J. Barrett, at one point, I'm not saying he could do it full time, he was playing the, the lead guard position at one point for the New York Knicks. And his rookie, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a he is a terrific ball handler at the one. He's playing now the three. And I think everyone here, and I and and I don't know, I'll let Scott say it for himself, but I think RJ Barry is a without question, he is a terrific two in this league with his size, his strength his ability to catch and shoot. I think he can post, he has a post-up game. And I just think now this gives him an opportunity to explore who he really could be because he's had to defer. Now, because he's a terrific kid, I think he was willing to defer. He's a winning winning player. He's a winning player. I don't care how you slice it or dice it. He's a winning player in the NBA. And I think now playing alongside someone like Scotty Barnes, I think this young man has a chance there to really settle in and say, this is who he's really going to be. Now, OG, I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of OG. Okay? I'm a fan of OG. However, I'm going to be fascinated to see how he and Randall are going to complement one another as Mm -hmm. far as the way Randall plays. Because Randall, in my opinion... He has to not only be a four, he can play small five, but Randall at his point in his career, he plays in three, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm interested to see how this is all going to work. The Precious, I'm I'm a fan of Precious. So I think he will figure that out. I think that was probably done because of the absence of Mitchell Robinson, who I think they're going to miss. No question. Um, I think they're going to miss him. But the big thing for me is... This increases the workload of their best player. And one of my things as I'm building a team, okay, this is just my opinion. I don't know this. We're going to have to play it and watch it play itself out. Is you always want to enhance what your best player does. And when I say your best player, Jalen Brunson to me is clearly, yeah, yeah, clearly right now. But I think Mm -hmm. this increases his chances and if for some reason he has to miss a game or something like that, to me, quickly was just right there. Yeah. Okay. Is, having said that, now you've you still got um, Quentin Grimes, you've still got Miles McBride, and now you have Malachi Flynn. So I think between the three of those guys, you you have options there, yeah. even if Jalen Brunson misses time. Yeah. But I think what could be yeah. underrated here is adding a chewer you could potentially then put Hartenstein back in his role coming off the bench because him and Grimes coming off the bench together was a great combination whenever they played coming off the bench together. And I think that Scott could probably speak to this a lot better yeah. than I can, but yeah, I think that's I, a great. I, I, I mentioned, you know, have. The, you know, when we, when we talked about Mitchell a week ago, or so when he went down and we knew he was going to be out for the year, I, I felt that you wanted to try your best to keep Hardenstein with that second unit where he had the most success. It's different being a starter. I mean, he's going to play hard. He's going to compete, going to try his best, but he's best in that role as a backup 
most valuable to that team uh, moving forward as a backup, especially if they have designs on moving forward. But I'm going to go back to the point that BJ made. Like, he's, you know, quickly will be missed. Yes. Uh, there's there's no question about it because, I mean, you know, again, I, I sat over there a number of games when, when I was there and watched him come off the bench and score 30 points in 20-plus minutes, mm -hmm. you know, and change the – Momentum. And I'm sure that so warmed your heart, Scott. I'm sure that warmed your heart. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And because he he was shooting something from the parking lot as well. So. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so I don't, you know, in Grimes, he's not that type of player. You know, he's not that. Uh, he's a, he's a good solid player. You know, he can, you know, spot up, hit open threes. He's gonna give you a, a sound defensive effort. But he's not that spark that quickly is, and he's not that creator off the dribble that, mm -hmm, that quickly mm -hmm. is. And quickly has gotten better every year. And I, as I watch him this year, he's improved from last year. His ability when he gets in there, not only to shoot those floaters and stuff, but now he he's capable of finding people. He's making reads well. now, Scott. I mean, he's I think again, exactly. he's making reads. Yes, I, I think and so. So that's why. So that's why Mo. I, you know, again, no disrespect to Malachi Flynn, no disrespect to Miles McBride, who was drafted. Uh, we were drafted when I was there as well, but they're not the offensive juggernaut. So, to BJ's point, if you lose Jalen Brunson and knock on wood, God forbid that that will never happen. But if he has to miss five to ten games, you know, and he missed the stretch last year. I would be concerned who could pick up that load yeah, uh, during but, that time without them falling off. But that's that's the beauty of the NBA because, as you said, he's mm -hmm. a restrictive free agent. Would they have been able to pay Emmanuel quickly if, right. if they no kept question. him yeah. and other teams yeah. can outbid them? And, and that's what makes the salary cap so fascinating. But that's what also what stands out to be if we look at the Toronto perspective of this trade. Scotty Barnes and Emmanuel quickly. I, I believe if I'm Toronto, I'm putting him in the starting line. I'm not having him as a sick man. And I'm right. developing that two-man game. Because I think that can be so dangerous with Scotty Barnes' evolution of his his game this season, what we've seen, how much he's improved since last year, especially with his outside shooting. But also, Emmanuel quickly just being so fast. Now, when you have a two-man action with those two guys, how are teams going to possibly defend that? And they're both still young enough. They've got years to build that chemistry together. I love this move for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Because oh, oh. I think that as a as we yeah. talk about partnerships in the NBA and duos and dynamic duos, I think five years from now that's going to be a dynamic duo in the NBA. Yeah. Everyone's looking at and they get yeah. real scared. But and like BJ mentioned, because I, I wouldn't discount RJ Barrett going there either. You what you have, and I don't know Scotty Barnes as well, but I know those other two guys, and they are getting two of the best workers that you're going to find in this league. These guys are committed to the game. They want to be great players. They're going to be in that gym to get better, to figure out, to your point. And they both are going to see this as an opportunity to kind of spread their wings a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Emmanuel, quickly, for sure, like yourself, can he move into that starting role? I know he's always you know, wanted to have a chance and a shot at doing that. So now he probably is going to get that there. R.J. Baird was always looking for a greater role, you know, um, and so now he's going to get that as well. And then, you know, Scotty is is is, establ is establishing himself there uh, in Toronto as one of the, the game's better players. So 
Uh, I'm excited to watch that group um, um, moving forward and, and really see how those guys come together. But they're high character guys, so I think you know. My guess is they're going to try to figure that out quickly. They're going to come in there again with all those attributes I talked about, but with enough humility that they're going to be to figure out how they're going to you know fit in and, and, and try to make this thing work right out the gate. Now, game. when when you look at this trade here. You know, again, I, this is just my immediate reaction. I was saying two weeks from now, we're all going to come back. And I know, Mo, you're going to do it for sure. You're going to come back with the numbers. <laughs> Who's averaging what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> again, I think OG is a terrific player. However, when you go to different teams, you have to play a different role. Mm -hmm. My immediate reaction is to say OG probably will not have the same opportunities and play the same way that he played in Toronto. However, I think RJ Barrett will be able to flourish. I mm -hmm. think quickly will flourish. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to play out in New York in the brand of Is basketball it? that they're going to play. But I think these other guys will have more opportunities to just go out there and play and and play more freely so forth and so on, whereas if the Knicks lose two or three games, <laughs> that's a different yeah. animal. Yep. Yeah. So I think the no, stress, no, I think no the question. stress, especially if they lose their first two or three games or it looks like it, you're going to see the pressure. And I don't know if these players from Toronto know what they're really getting into. Like New York is just a different, you can't describe it until you're there. Mm -hmm. Maybe right. Scott can talk about it. The press, the the I'm sure now they're somewhat and according to New York's media, someone's got fleeced already. Someone's <laughs> got, someone, yeah, yeah, I right. mean, they, they're gonna right. say whatever they're gonna say. So mm -hmm. I think those young men that are going to Toronto, there's gonna be some sigh of relief for them. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. You play different when you want to be someplace. I got to imagine that R.J. Barrett mm -hmm. is probably oh. over the top. Yeah, we, we can't I gotta, he was, what, the third overall pick in the draft? Like, yes, I can't imagine yes. his no, reception, yeah. what his reception is going to be. Be going home. Going home. I can't yeah. imagine what that has to be. So I expect him to be playing with the renowned. I mean, he was already mm -hmm. a professional, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And this young man is a true professional. I mean, I thought he handled New York beautifully, no but question. I got to imagine now there's going to be a little something extra for him. Mm -hmm. And I expect him to give a little extra and he was already given an extra. So I'm fascinated to see two weeks from today to where this is going to go. And I, I, I got, I, go ahead, go ahead, Mom. Go ahead. I got to say the real winner of this trade, you know who the real winner of this trade is? Oh gosh, is your Detroit Pistons because tonight they play the yeah, Toronto Raptors, and, exactly. and they ain't gonna have OG or Flynn or Chua and RJ mm -hmm. and Quickly aren't gonna be in Toronto yet for tonight's game. So no, exactly. they have to win and end <laughs> the streak. But that, that's for my. I, I gotta, I gotta call him aside. I'm calling him aside. Yeah, I'm calling him aside. I'm, I'm calling him aside to see if BJ made him do this trade today <laughs> of all days, so his Pistons will get one win. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh boy, that's. <laughs> but you know, BJ. One point that he brought up about the trade that it's going to be 
that comes with OG now. It's all about winning. See, yes. you you see, RJ was very well liked in New York by the fan base, as was quickly. And okay, and, and those guys helped the team get to the second round last year. So you make a trade like that, so you give up two integral pieces of your team. And that's what you do when you try to when you, you you in in an effort to try to improve your team. But now your team definitely has to improve. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. finishing in the same space as you did last year is not going to be acceptable. Yep. And and the Celtics are the Exactly. So so it, you're going to have to, you know, that's that's the pressure that comes with this. So now this group is going to have to, without Mitchell Robinson, which is going to be tough. And I think I can't stress that enough because mm -hmm. just watching him play without Mitchell, he cleans up so much defensively. My guess is they're hoping that OG is going to be able to defend on a nightly basis at the small forward position and not, you know, maybe allow as much penetration and put as much stress on the back line. I'm, think, I'm sure that's their hope uh, with him uh, entering into the lineup. But it's going to be fascinating to watch. And to BJ's point, it's going to be fascinating to see how he handles that. Because it's one thing to come in there and play as a visitor. It's another thing it's to play game. 41 home games and whatever playoff games you play in there in front yeah. of that. You know, as, as much as they love you and support you, there, there is a pressure that comes with that. Well, I can tell you from a, from a source that Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett right now look very excited to be going to <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> That's all I can say on that. That's all you can say. You got sources, Mo. You got sources. Come on, man. Come on, man. I ain't got sources in the front <laughs> office like, whoa, my source is in the yeah. streets. But the guys yeah. seem very happy for that move, very excited for the new opportunity. But one thing that's interesting now is, you know, we saw reports over the course of the offseason and early in the season that Toronto wanted five first-round picks for OG and Masai had a huge asking price. Mm -hmm. New York have managed to pull this off without giving up even one first-round pick, which now the knock-on effect is going to be teams are going to be calling Toronto right now about Pascal Siakam, uh, Gary Trent Jr., Jakobo, and all these other guys as Toronto is now pivoting to a direction where they're building around Scotty Barnes, who's obviously a younger player in the NBA. He's only 22, and then they've just gone and picked up RJ, who's 23, and Emmanuel Quickly, who's 24. So there's going to be more moves, in my opinion, for the Raptors before this trade deadline. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. My question to you is, now with OG in the lineup, how far do you think, Scott, this Knicks team goes this season? Because because OG's his contract expires at the end of the season. So he's got to sign that extension in New York. And if yeah. he gets a better else, offer elsewhere, it could be all for nothing. Well, you, you, you would think, uh, again, that they're going to be trying to figure out how to keep this guy when you give up that much. Because, again, you've given up a right. guy who's been a four-year starter and a guy who was right there for six-man of the year last year who could potentially start for other basketball teams. So you gave up two of your top six players to get him. So you're gonna you're gonna need that to work. Uh, I don't know OG uh, that well. Um, I think I met him during the draft process. Uh, actually, when I was in Sacramento. So, not knowing his personality, I mean, again, I, I think parts of his game have the potential to fit. But what his personality is like and how he's gonna fit with the group 
And again, mm-hmm. fit, fit in that dynamic that we talked about, which is New York. I'm not sure. And so I I, I don't want to. I, I know I, I, I don't want. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm not going to. I can't put a floor or a ceiling on it. But I don't know that, you know, as I, you know, as, as I analyze the move, does it say to me, oh, well, now the Knicks have made the move that's going to put them in the top two or three in the Eastern Conference. That has to be proven. You know, hopefully yeah. for, for them, hopefully for them, it does. It, it happens that way. Uh, it will need to happen that way, but uh, um, I got at least I got at least watch them uh, for a little while to see because I'm not, you know, all the way sure. And again, not having Mitchell back there, so not seeing the full group together. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's a little incomplete, you know. I know OG a little bit, and and he doesn't strike me as someone who will be phased by the media side of New York and the attention and all of that. He's he's about his business. He's about playing his game. I don't think he's going to pay too much attention to what the, the media and stuff is saying. In terms of how he fits in the locker room, I can't speak to that. But the thing about not having Mitchell Robinson is you're adding OG, who in my opinion is a significant defensive upgrade in RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. When you don't have that same level of rim protection behind you with Mitchell Robinson being out, it mm-hmm. is a good idea to strengthen the perimeter defense to have less guys being able to get inside and attack at the hoop. So... Not only am I excited for this, I'm excited for next season when you've got Mitchell Robinson and OG Ananobi on the court together. That's going to be defensive nightmares for the other teams to try and attack at. So, well, it, but you're still small at the backcourt. You know, you're small with Jalen and and Divincenzo, who's a starter right now. Yep. Um, but uh, no, it's going to be interesting to see how it comes and how quickly he can assimilate playing for the, play for a new coach because it's going to be his first time playing for Tibbs as well. Too, so. Let me ask you this, Scott. You know, every team takes on an identity. Mm-hmm. And as an executive, as a coach, quickly was kind of like a blanket for a lot of coaches. I think he's a blanket because he's really a starter. Like, mm-hmm. you had Quentin Grimes there, but right. quickly was the player. Was a better player. Mm-hmm. Okay. But here's the thing, I mean, Mo and Scott, they've taken three starters from a team that advanced to the second round now. And they've changed those. So you have Mitchell Robinson out, RJ Beard is out, and quickly more or less was the starter <laughs> as a sixth man last year. Yeah, in terms of minutes played. If, yes. So I think this is a significant thing that's going to take time. Like, And, and it, as you know, Scott, as we all know, you know, New York doesn't. It, we're, we're, they're they're unforgiving on saying we need, like Moses said, next year. Like, yeah, no, if this yeah, doesn't no, happen. Nobody, if, yeah, next year, like nobody's talking year, about next year in New York. No, right. if mm-hmm. this thing hits off to like a three-game losing streak or a five-game mm-hmm. losing streak, this is New York, man. Hey, OG this ain't gonna not, be worried. OG ain't gonna worry about none of that. OG may not be worried. Not be worried. Let me tell you, somebody <laughs> else is going to be worried. Exactly. <laughs> that ain't my problem. Okay. Exactly. Ain't my problem. <laughs> I just want to see my brother doing well. And mm. and and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't know how this plays itself out. Because when you, you're taking three, in my opinion, significant players. I mean, 
this kid quickly, unless I, I remember yeah. it was a one game last yeah. year, Sky was watching against the Celtics. The guy was just dancing all over the uh, place. Dog, yeah, he had, he had close to 40 points. Dog, yeah, close to me. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't, yeah. No, I, mean, I don't want to hear that. Any other game you <laughs> talk about. <laughs> I mean, what he did last year mm-hmm. in the playoffs and some of the and, games. And he could have been had, the sixth man of the year last year as well. He could have been. I mean, Easy. this young no man has really, like, you just don't lose players like that. R.J. Barrett, okay. I mean, I, and then you losing the big fella, Mitchell, to me, is just significant, okay, mm-hmm. because rim protection is one of those things. So when you start tinkering with your – I mean, that's 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 a, that's, a, that's a core group. I think this is going to take time. Now, you, you get training camp, you figure it out, you get a couple preseason games, okay, let's go. They're doing this, like, literally on the fly. I mean, mm-hmm. there isn't any practice time, as you know, during the regular season. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to have to be playing. You know, Randall and what's the name? Clearly, they're going to take the majority of the shots. Mm-hmm. So I just think this is going to be a more significant transition than possibly the Toronto Raptors. Now, I haven't looked at the schedule and all those things, mm-hmm. but I'm just concerned for New York because New York is this is a different place. And Scott, maybe am I overreacting to this, Scott, or is this like a real thing? Like, I don't see patience in New York saying, like, hey guys, let's wait till next no. year when everybody's healthy no. and coming back. No, that no, New York is not gonna be the most patient place. They're expecting to win. Look, they people were excited about last year making it to the second round. And you know, and it's natural, it's human nature, whether it's in New York or anywhere else, people are expecting ascension from this group because, you know, look. Everybody's under 30. I think Julius may just have turned 30, but, you know, Jalen Brunson is under 30, who is playing terrific. And, you know, obviously the two guys that just got traded, 23 and 24, Mitchell Robinson's 26. So uh, there was that natural expectation that this, you know, group will keep getting better. So OG is, you know, he's going to have to come in and deliver the goods. Is he, do, do I like his talent and like, and like his size and ability? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but we got to see how it all fits. And we, that's, that, that is like, always the mystery. That's the mystery of any trade, though. Let me just finish that point. You know, because you, you can make these trades and it, everything looks a certain way on paper. But then once those personalities come in the building and it, and it starts to take shape, you got to kind of wait and see what what happens. You also have to think, like, looking at the playoffs, you're going to face Boston. You've now got OG, a guy who can go and guard Jason Mm -hmm. Tatum on single coverage. You're going to go against Mm -hmm. the Miami Heat. You've got a guy who can go and guard Jimmy Butler on single coverage. You've got playing the Bucks. You need to stop Dame Lillard for a few possessions. You can say, OG, go get him. So Mm -hmm. I think looking at through that lens, it could be a great move for the Knicks. But let Mm -hmm. us know um, on the Discord. You can join in the link of this podcast. Um, Let us know, get in there, join the community, and let us know your thoughts on this trade uh, for the Knicks and the Toronto Raptors. In my opinion, I'm I'm calling it a win-win for both teams. I can see RJ Barrett right now, how happy he is to uh, be headed back home to Toronto. So yeah. I'm expecting big things for his development. Emmanuel quickly playing with Scott Barnes. I think that's a great combination. And then mm-hmm. for the Knicks, they've upgraded on their defense, even though they are mm-hmm. giving up a few pieces. I'm mm-hmm. excited for this, for, for both sides. Um, any any closing thoughts from you both? You know, and, and we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I think Precious Achua, got to watch what mm-hmm. his contribution is because he could be the unsung hero of this trade, mm-hmm. 
for the Knicks, you know, just in what the versatility again, the guy that could stretch the floor a little bit, but physical athlete, you know, add some athleticism to the front line and again, it will allow them some flexibility. And, and maybe get Hosenstein back off the bench. Like back off the said. bench. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, let's, let's watch what that does as well. I know so, OG will be the focus, but let's watch that part too. I got one question for the group here. So what are our expectations of both of these organizations now moving forward? Well, I expect the Raptors to then trade away some of their veterans and go. No, into, I mean as far as what in, this trade in will terms do of this for, season for, on yes, the court. For this season, yes. Well, that's tough because, as we said, you've got the Sox, you've got the Bucks, you've got the Sixers, you've got the Heat. That's four very good teams. That's going to be tough to get you know to that second round. But I know the Knicks' expectation is to at least get to the second round, and I think in their head they feel like they'll be able to progress from that, especially if they're matched up in the second round with a Miami. If, In my opinion, if you took RJ Barrett and swapped him with OG Ananobi in last year's series, that could have gone differently. What What do you think? Well, I don't know about, I, I'm not going to revisit last year's series, but I do expect um, that the expert, well, the ex, my expectation is at minimum, the Knicks have to get back into that second round into at least a game seven in that second round. <laughs> you got they gotta be pushing the envelope getting to uh the conference finals. Um uh, in my opinion when you make this this type of move. That's what the, the, the move says to me. So um that's what I'm gonna be waiting to see. I you definitely can't take a step back. Mm -mm. We said that you know a first round exit will not be um uh, acceptable, acceptable. For the group. Yeah, it's not going to be acceptable, and and I don't think that not only from the the the, uh, the fan base, but it shouldn't be acceptable internally either. So when you make this type of move, so um, we're going to see. And then from Toronto's perspective, I think now that let's watch this group and what they're saying. Okay, this is a young group that we can build with moving forward, and what will, will we need to add to them? And so they're going to use the rest of this this season to assess that, and I, you know, they're going to be competing their tails off. I'm sure to get to the play-in stage at least, mm -hmm. and, and 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 see what they have. And uh, but I, I'm I'm excited for them because I think they've got uh, again a good young group of players right there, and uh, they they add some additional size up front. You know, a, a player up front uh, to go with that group. They could become a really good basketball team. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. And we're going to bring you all the latest and the best news from around the NBA. So make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Genius podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Scott, thank you for joining us once again. BJ, you're going to be here all week rocking with us as always. Appreciate you as well. And most importantly, until next time, get buckets. <laughs>